Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Divine Chaos. Hi, Ruth. Hi. I'm back. You get to have Ruth. Yay. Yay. And today's topic is how to accept being human while we're, we're still learning how to connect spiritually. Mm. And I will tell you how we came upon this topic. Mm. Well, how I came upon this topic. I actually just shot Ruth a text about this the other day because I was feeling so blissfully connected. And as you know from other podcasts, and if you've listened to my recent YouTube videos, I've had some blissful moments where I've had these angels breaking through to speak with me. So I was feeling just on, you know, in heaven, feeling these messages, hearing them, taking them in. And, and then I had a series of life events, just one after the other, uh, kind of culminating in health issues for both Jerry and I. And, and kind of intense. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry needs to have a heart cath on Monday, Tuesday. I need to go back for an extra mammogram for, to look for possible issues. So so anyway, it's, I tanked, mm. <laughs> I went from this high, high, high to just, you know, of course, all the grief, the fear, a, a very close friend of mine is just really kind of at the end of possibly at the end of the journey with her, a lifelong battle with cancer, just so many things. And I realized so, you know, trying to talk my way through this, like this is normal to have grief. It's okay. Understandable. And though somewhere in there, I caught myself and began to realize I was judging myself for not feeling the spiritual connection I had mm. felt like, but also keenly aware, you know, when grief happens and ego stuff kicks in, it does tend to block the... Mm -hmm reception ability. But that also makes so much sense to me because it's like you went from this high, 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 blissful, peaceful place then to kind of having your feet knocked out from mm -hmm. under you. It, it does feel, and sometimes maybe the higher we feel connected, yes. the higher we get, the faller, the, the harder the fall, right? I think so. Yeah. Until, um, I think, I think there is still hope though for, for finding a new way to kind of accept and embrace it all mm -hmm. without judgment. I think it was the judgment mm -hmm. that got in the way. But don't you think in our humanness, we may always have at least a brief time of grief? Sure. Shock, absolutely. You know, because it's like, Life is hard. I, I think that's the reality. Like some say, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And then I heard another person say, or we could look at it like we really are human beings trying to learn how to be, be the spiritual beings that we are. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a challenge to find the balance between the two. Yeah. And, and I think this kind of relates. I heard something a while ago that that said that we used to think that we had a lot of thoughts and then our brains would occasionally acknowledge feelings where in all reality, 
we have lots of feelings and our brains occasionally acknowledge thoughts. Mm, that's a good good way to put that. Yeah. And I remember, you know, love itself, a really powerful interaction I had with love itself, explaining, you know, that feelings really are the portal to our connection. Mm. And so for me, that was, that's a, another way of reframing is recognizing when stuff gets stirred up, that's another layer, another opportunity to work through and to go into the feelings to find our truth within. Oh, I love that. It's another opportunity to go into the feelings, to find our truth within. Yeah. So to bring, to lean into those feelings. And in the leaning into the feelings, though, that's where we also can name and acknowledge the thoughts, like what we're telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that then we can bring that all to love mm-hmm. and, and find the truth within. To love and to light. I'm saying that because I feel like you've been my therapist today Uh. (laughs) and have helped me move towards light. (laughs) I guess what I'm saying when I say that is move towards truth. Yeah. Or love. And really it's, it's just holding our space, holding a space for each other or for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. To just have the feelings. Right. And then, and to acknowledge and validate the feelings Mm -hmm. and then, evaluate what am I telling myself here mm-hmm. and what are maybe the layers like the core messages that are replaying that here's this opportunity to work through again. Mm-hmm. I I heard um, a therapist that uses the technique of with her clients of saying, okay, so tell me how old is that feeling coming from? How old is, how old are you? Oh, that's a good way to say that. And I think because those core messages that bring about the feelings are so embedded mm-hmm. that when we realize, wow, this comes back, goes back to four-year-old Ruth, then it's like, oh, okay, then I need to be kind and gentle to that little four-year-old. Right. Yeah. And no wonder if it's so powerful. Yes. I haven't yet gotten to bring the love to that little girl. Right. In that moment. Uh-huh. It's interesting because I am impulsively here this weekend. Ah, that is a, it's, that is a twist for you. It is a twist because my life is so crazy, busy and so much, so much good and crazy that it's really rare for me to actually do anything impulsively like on a Wednesday say, Hey Janine, how do you feel about me coming this weekend. Yeah. But as you and I were talking, we realized that this was divine, divinely. You were spirit inspired. I was yeah. spirit inspired. Yes. And you listened. And I did, which again is sometimes hard for me because, because of my life. But there are some things that have happened since I've been here that have just made it obvious that I'm in the perfect place at the perfect time in order to navigate some, some things that would have been really hard for me to navigate 
on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's something so powerful about just giving ourselves permission to tune into the feelings and to the love that's there for us Mm -hmm. so that we notice maybe the impulses or the guidance that's there. Mm -hmm. Like we may not be feeling spiritually blissfully connected. Right. Because I'm not feeling that way right (laughs) Right, right. But yet there are still those impulses. There's still some guidance in there Mm -hmm. that gets through, especially the more we are tuning into our feelings. I think that's so important. Yeah. Can I read this message? So Ruth just, I, we were talking about this topic and I said, well, I bet there's a message from love itself that fits here. So I handed Ruth the book and I said, here, open it, see what comes up. And this was the first one she read. And it feels like it really, really fits for both of us in this topic And we will explain as we go if you're not sensing the connection yet. But here is the message. The world you created is made of your guilt for having chosen life apart from me. It has no joy, no peace, and no freedom. The world I created for you is only love. It comes alive with the sparkle of your sinlessness, your truth in me. See not your guilt reflected around you. See only my love. Forgive the world your guilt and return instead to your natural state of love as my guiltless child, whole, safe, and love itself. For I am not in the guilt you perceive, Mm. nor are you. Mm. Know only the love that you are. So I feel like I want to clarify something here. When it starts, it says, love says the world you created is made of your guilt for having chosen life apart from me. It has no joy, no peace, and no freedom. I would say that when we are not peaceful, free, and joyful, then that is an indication that we have created this world, our experience from our projected guilt. Mm. So it's not that there's not love, joy, peace, and freedom, but that love, joy, peace, and freedom comes when we recognize our guiltlessness. Yes. Yes. I don't know why this is entering my mind and I know I shared it a long time ago on the podcast, but, One of my earliest memories is being in kindergarten and the teacher telling us to pick up the toys and I went into freeze. My brain went into freeze because I was afraid that I would pick the toys up Mm -hmm. wrong. And so I was barely five then. And so I already had this ingrained Mm -hmm. guilt. Right. That you weren't enough. That I wasn't enough and that you had to do it perfectly or it was wrong and I was bad. Such a young age to automatically just adopt that, that, that whole belief system, huh? Right. The guilt thing, which says, okay, so when it's so embedded like that, Mm -hmm. 
which is all the more reason to be really loving and patient with ourselves Mm -hmm. that it takes, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to keep working through the layers of self-judgment and pain beneath the Mm self-judgment. So all the more reason to not judge ourselves, to be loving, to give, give ourselves grace. Right. Right. I think it also explains when I think of it that way, why my brain so automatically jumps goes to the to, to the judgment to the judgment else. and the shoulds, which equals shame, mm-hmm. which is about guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, selfish. This feels you selfish. Should. I should. There's shame if There's I don't. There's something wrong with you if you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this concept, the the world I created for you is only love. But see not your guilt reflected around you. So whenever we f- believe that we're not enough, mm-hmm. then that basically skews our whole perception and experience in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So like you as a five-year-old believed you weren't enough and we're going to do it wrong. Right. So you weren't able to just enjoy the cleanup process. Right. I'm remembering, you know, when our kids were little and we'd be doing the Barney song. Yeah. Clean up, clean up. My grand, <laughs> Everybody grandbabies do your part. <laughs> still do that. So I'm still singing yeah. that song. So it could have been fun and enjoyable. Uh-huh. And yeah. And instead, because you felt like you had sin, that innate sin, that guilt, mm-hmm. then that became the experience. You, pre- that's what you saw externally. Right. And I, you know, I caught that, I mean, just thinking about here recently, I realized like a certain part of me was identified with this, this is a powerful one to name, you know, like at some level, I think I'm like, oh, now I'm worthy. I'm hearing angels, you know? (laughs) And so I identified with that as if somehow my worth was attached to that. So then when I wasn't, when there's all this grief, there's a part of me that's like self-judgment, you know, you should always be spirit at this spiritual uh-huh. level. You should always be. So now you're not worthy anymore or as worthy. Right. And, and how often do we do that to ourselves? Like, I remember something else you had mentioned, like just this, sometimes the whole church belief system is like, you should always be happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, Mm-hmm. And if I'm not happy, then what's wrong with me? So there's just so many layers of these shoulds, right? And mm-hmm. this guilt. It, it feels almost at times, for me, continuous, unless I'm very feeling very aware and very connected. Yes. And I was mentioning to you, Ruth, I've recently developed this practice of just pausing here and there to kind of be the awareness, like the, like looking down from my higher self Mm -hmm. and noticing where I've become identified with some certain situation, some outcome, some where I've let my worth be hooked into some scenario. Mm -hmm. And so now I'll, breathe and I'll be like, okay, I'm seeing this ego identification. I'm seeing this ego attachment. I'm watching it. I'm witnessing it. I'm noticing it. 
so that I can begin to separate myself from it. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? It does. So I have a thought. I don't know if you do this. I always say you're like a few steps ahead of me. But I notice sometimes in my office that somebody can leave and I'll be like, that was so cool. That was such a good session. And then I think there's a little part of me that like says, oh, that means now you're a good thing. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it is like a fine balance because we kind of need, it's valuable, you know, to have a little bit of the praise, you know, mm -hmm. good job. And yet we always really have to be keeping ourselves in check. Am I, am I getting identified with this? Am I letting my sense of worth be attached to this? Because if I'm doing it in the good moments, mm -hmm. then I'm going to tank when it's not a good moment. Yes. Yes. I had this interesting circumstance recently. I don't think I've told you about this, where I had somebody that I saw a long time ago, and then I would occasionally see this person. And I, I had not raised my rates ever with her. So she was paying literally the same amount that she did like 20, over 20 She's been ago. coming a long time to see yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, off and on. Right. And I had not seen her for a long time. And at the end of the session, I told her a rate, which is way lower than my typical rate, but it was definitely higher. Than what she'd paid the last five years yes. ago that she'd come. Or <laughs> Yeah. And she was angry with me and basically said, how could you do this to me? Now, mind you, this is not a person that isn't in a place where she's okay. Okay, in fact, right? It's the, she could have paid for it. Yeah, it's the opposite, right? Of that, old Ruth would have been like, "Ah, oh, I should have just like, ah, oh, that's selfish of me. Oh, like, right. you know, why couldn't I have just been okay with that?" Or, but. This Ruth is evolved enough or sometimes connected enough where I was able to say that's not a, a mm. Ruth issue and it's okay. Right. You're able to let it go. D does that yeah. make sense? You did not hook into the guilt. I didn't hook into the guilt. That's what I'm trying to say. And and you were aware of that. You were watching. You were yes. catching that. And the interesting thing that I note from the other side of it is she was projecting her guilt. So she, at some level, most likely, has some guilt about money. And that she shouldn't spend it, that she's not worthy of spending it for her counseling session, right? Mm -hmm. And so projected it and therefore perceived attack at your rates because of her own guilt. That's probably true. I had not processed it that way, but that's probably true. Right. So, I mean, it is helpful when I remember that, like how easy it is for all of us to come out kind of in attack mode, especially mm -hmm. so often finances are such a hot topic, mm -hmm. especially these days, right? That we get hooked because we don't realize at some level we feel guilty for not having more money, for spending money on ourselves, for, you know, who knows, you know, what layer of guilt is for each person. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. Yeah. You know, I was looking along with this message, the, Reflective exercise says, today I consider that any anger I feel is likely a projection of my own guilt or self-judgment. 
In what situations that I see around me do I need to forgive myself? Mm. So, yeah, anger is one of those times where we need to stop and pause and ask ourselves, okay, where have I? Be the awareness. Mm -hmm. Where am I identifying my sense of worth with this? Where do I need to forgive myself? Mm -hmm. Love itself in this message says, the world I created for you is only love. It's only love. Mm. It is really only love. Mm. And I'm getting that more clearly from these angels, mm -hmm. actually. And it comes alive with the sparkle of your sinlessness. So the more we work through the layers of guilt and shame and can free ourselves and bring that to love, then we arrive at our truth and we don't see the guilt reflected around us. Mm -hmm. Love says, see only my love. Forgive the world your guilt and return instead to your natural state of love as my guiltless child. And I think there's something so powerful. You reminded me earlier about like what are your motives Ruth? what's your intention is it love or is it not is it love or is it ego stuff yes Guilt, judgment yeah. yes and i think it's sometimes hard to differentiate what is what but when there are shoulds attached that's usually not coming from a place of love right and sometimes i I do pause and ask others or ask myself if there were no shoulds, hence shame, right? Right. Hence guilt. Right. What would I do? Mm -hmm. That's powerful. So if you have some dilemma, yeah, that is a good way to weed out when my intention is coming from the should, from the guilt mm -hmm. or the shame. Whew. What's so beautiful is realizing that there really is only love beneath all the judgment. So like as you, as we clear out each layer of judgment and guilt, we get more and more to the clearing where we realize it really is just love that's here. Mm -hmm. And everybody's on their own kind of soul's journey to discover that and some of us will take the direct route and some of us make the route a lot more tricky that's so true and i realize i mean i think for myself like i've received these messages 2016 i feel like just now is it am i really letting go of all the guilt stuff and not really because just a week ago i wasn't <laughs> It's, it's layers. We're just mm -hmm. working through the layers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. But we do have more times in the clearing, I think. I hope so. Yeah. I think we do have more times where we see kind of those miracles of perception mm -hmm. when the guilt is gone mm -hmm. and things start to illuminate and we see more the reality that it really is all only love. But as Jerry just said this morning when we were talking about this, but sometimes it sure doesn't feel like it. That's so true. As he's looking at a heart cap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, when you're looking at the health issues. Mm -hmm. 
relationship challenges and ego stuff of the world. Mm -hmm. So our takeaway, as we're learning to back to our main title, balance the being spiritual and being human at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think it's be kind and gentle with yourself because that, that humanness that we need to work on the layers of is usually coming from that four or five or six year old place. So it's usually from a long time ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that that can be a therapy takeaway too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like looking at it like it is all another opportunity to go through another layer, mm-hmm. to undo mm-hmm. another layer and to, to bring another layer to love. Mm-hmm. But we're not always going to be feeling no spiritually connected. As one of my clients says to me, but I'm tired of a new teacher, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> we do get tired of it. Mm-hmm. This this life can be challenging mm-hmm. for sure. But we create less suffering when we're not guilting ourselves. When we're re- releasing the judgment. It's huge. Yeah, we create, yeah, so much more suffering Mm -hmm. from the judgment. And the spiritual takeaway is perhaps considering from love's perspective that you are guiltless. Mm. What if love itself, what if God actually really sees me as guiltless? Mm. Could I see myself through love's eyes? Oh, that's a game changer. Can we breathe in a sigh of relief with that? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I really am guiltless. So I can have both. Mm-hmm. My spiritual side and my humanness. And it's okay. It's all okay. It's okay.